Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. This week, we are concluding our Ryutama adventure. A huge thanks to Quinn, Rob, and Meg for joining us. You can hear more from Quinn on his Swallows of the South podcast, Rob Stith on the Orpheus Protocol, and Megan Dornbrock on Modifier. With the holidays coming up, we don't have many plans for Twitch, though this Monday, today if you're listening to the episode on release day, Jim McClure and I will be playing some Gundam video games on Twitch, so be sure to join us for that. Before we get to the episode, I'd like to take a moment to thank some of our backers on Patreon. Mark Ross, thank you. Ananda Motor- Molar Duck Ray. <gasps> Molar Duck! Molar Duck also hangs out with us on our Twitch quite a bit, making lots of lots of good comments. Good, good comments from Molar Duck. Very cool. Uh, Ryan Richardson. Thank you. David Bennett. Thank you. Dan Enders. Dan! Thank you so much, Dan. Dan makes good games. Mm-hmm. Quite good. Yeah. What's the, the zombie one? The Bite. The Bite. Check out The Bite by Dan Enders. He's also romantically attached to network personality, (laughs) Megan Dornbrock. They're engaged. Romantically attached. (laughs) (laughs) Romantically attached is such a weird phrase, James. I'm spreading it around. I think starting here, it catches on. Romantically attached. Romantically attached. They're engaged. Dan, thank you so much for your support. Jason Callagher. Thank you. Jason Basil. Thank you. Basil. Nolan B. Bentley. Thank you. Ron Evans. Thank you. Trim Post. Thank you. Or Kime. Kime. Uh, well, it does have the CH, so that makes but, me question No, that. it could be Kime. It could be Kime. A huge thanks to all of our backers on Patreon. I sincerely hope you enjoyed our holiday special this year, Campaign Side Trip. It's complete and released in its entirety, so if you've been sitting on the sidelines waiting to back the Patreon, now is the best time. And with all of that out of the way, let's get to the conclusion of Ryutama. And we are back. Uh, When we last left your party, you were trying to purchase a cart and do it in exchange for collecting rare items off of creatures in the world of Ryutama. And those creatures were a griffin or a hungry mole. How are you guys going to go about accomplishing this task? You're a bunch of kids. You've got access to what? your bunch of kids would have access to. Uh-huh. How are you going to do it? I am capable of tracking monsters, though I am much worse at it than I should be for my character class. <laughs> I think I'm just uh, a little bit distractible and not terribly physically strong. All right, yeah. So you guys are in uh, the center of this town of, of uh, Riverbottom, right on the edge of the forest. There are, to your north, just like the wide grasslands that you were traveling through before. To the south, there is the massive forest that is, is full of strange beasts and, and life that doesn't often wander onto the plains or around civilization. And you have access to everything that this tiny town can offer you. Okay. Except for money, I guess. Well. So it's worth considering which of these things we want to go looking for, right? Yeah. Well, I think they're both pretty big, pretty dangerous, probably pretty big, and. Yeah. So it's. I think it's a question of do we want to deal with something that can fly or something that can dig. I think another pertinent concern is like, can we find them? And we don't have any money. 
So I think we need to figure out which of them likes eating trash more. Because that's probably what the townspeople would be okay with us taking for bait. I can basically guarantee you right now that's going to be the mole. <laughs> well, Ichi, you know some things about animals, right? Yes. Okay. Well, I know that griffins lose their feathers all the time. So we might not have to actually deal with the griffin if we can just find the feathers, right? I suppose that's possible. They didn't really specify if they wanted adult feathers or like early malt feathers or anything like that. But I mean, are we doing kind of a letter of the law instead of spirit of the law thing that's going to make them upset with us? Those mean we're very nice. I think we should probably try to go I with I just the learned about that. Well, they just asked for feathers. We'll find them feathers. We could do M- that. Maybe they want to make pillows. Griffin pillows. Oh. That would be awesome. They are very large. They probably need big feathers to put in their blankets and their pillows. Yeah, that makes sense. One pillow for each arm. <laughs> how, how do you think people sleep, E.G.? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm only working on assumptions here. I've never seen people with arms this size. I think Ichi is like one of those kids who you're, you're out camping under the stars. He lays on top of his sleeping bag with his legs and arms spread out, and he just falls asleep immediately. Every oh, yeah. Night. Yes. Yeah. Immediate snoring. And the snoring sounds, you know, like a 300-pound man made out of chainsaws. <laughs> yes. So, uh, if you guys are going to go after griffin feathers, I'll need to know how you plan to do it. Well, I have the track skill, which I could attempt to track beast-type animals and look for the types of areas where a griffin would roost. So, high elevation, good view of places that don't have cover like large plains areas where if a small animal were to run across it would be easy to swoop down and snatch them because uh, that's where i would want to be if i was a griffin um, and i just learned uh after doing a little bit more reading that uh some skill rolls uh, you can actually have uh two dice from the same skill uh so in this case i would like you to roll an intelligence plus intelligence oh well, gladly <laughs> 13 13 you have griffins uh, back on your continent as well. Uh, they're a fairly common apex predator. Griffins of various types live all over the world. Yeah. There are mountain griffins uh, that usually make their homes in caves. Um, there are, let's see, griffins uh, that, I'm sorry, I'm looking at their, their wasteland griffins. Uh, so like a desert variety, uh, the desert variety of griffin uh, will usually uh, roost near an oasis. But what you're most likely to come across here is a grassland uh, griffin. Grassland griffins are burrowing and flying creatures. Uh, they will usually dig themselves out a, a home to sleep in, and they'll spend most of their days in the air uh, scouting around for prey. Prey, in this case, would be uh, large mammals. They prefer horses, but they're known to eat other things, too. Hey, June. Uh, yes? Do you think that the griffins here on the spring continent are as obnoxious and full of vandalism as the ones back on the fall continent? Because every time we put jack-o'-lanterns out, they would just pick them up and fly them really high in the air and drop them. I mean, I wouldn't put a paste them. Yeah, griffins are jerks. Yeah, they are. That's why they're called griffins. Yeah, that tracks. 
<laughs> so we will seek out probable yeah. nesting areas from which horse snatching is okay. easily done. And uh, you guys are, let's see, you're, you're just setting out to do that now? I think so. I, I think uh, once Ichi has an idea of where we should go, Momo takes the lead. So yeah, uh, Ichi um, sort of, uh, like, I, I, I assume one of you guys has a map of some variety. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I had a map. Yeah. Do I still have a map? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think Ichi Ichi pulls out his map um, and sort of like uh, goes, you know, th- this is our area. Um, griffins are probably going to roost here, here, and here. Uh, this is where I'd expect to find them. Um, and what we really need is like a source of prey. That'll be the biggest, most obvious thing that uh, Griffin would want to rest near. Um, so you guys uh, spread out. Griffins are mostly like I, I'm going to say that they, they they do their hunting during the day. So it's about afternoon now because like you got to this town fairly early morning. Um, you uh, head out um, into the countryside um, and you come to an area of these plains where uh, the it, it's gathered to a very hilly area. There are like sort of mounds of thick high grass all around you, you don't see any like horses or anything around this area but you do see uh, certain animals that, that that might be prey to griffin there there are a few uh wild pigs um roaming around like not quite uh, nasty as javelinas um but they are like you know they're wild pigs you don't want to mess with them they get yeah. pretty big um they're munching on uh, different grass in this area. Uh, it's also kind of damp. Um, it, it did just rain recently, so it's a little bit buggy, too. Um, it's crisp and buggy. So how is this looking, Ichi? It's looking pretty promising, uh, but, you know, the the pigs are they're good at grazing in a way that keeps their profile from the air pretty low. Do you think that either of you guys could be scary enough to scare a pig? I think probably. Uh, I mean, I could try it. How do you plan on scaring a pig? Well, James, with magic. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What what, what pig scaring spell are you casting? I'm going to cast Shooting Star in the general direction of the pig, not aiming at it. Mm -hmm. But that is a, like, shining blast of star-like energy, which I'm going to send screaming into the grass near the pigs beautiful um so spend the mp to cast that spell and hopefully once they scatter they'll be a tempting target yeah with that what what is what does your shooting star look like so it is vaguely it looks vaguely six pointed this beam of energy you can see it sort of like pulsating and moving between different points it looks largely white in the middle of it but it is iridescent and rainbow there is almost a corona of various rainbow colors that surround it as it leaves a rainbow trail as it streaks forward toward the grass and leaving a a smell of singed pumpkin spice in its wake mm-hmm beautiful so yeah i need you to roll int plus spirit and i need you to chant the magic words Ooh. okay what uh, kind of spell was this? This is a... Is it incantation? Yes, it is. It is an incantation. All right, here we go. Shooting star. 
oh, I, I thought this game was going to be fun and have different incantations for people to say, but that's not the case. <laughs> Boo. Do you wish you may, you wish you might fight this beast to fight tonight or something like that? <laughs> um, but I, I will need you to make a roll, and if you have an incantation that you thought up in that short moment, you are free to, to do it. If not, that's fine too. From the deeps of my heart, in the fires of my youth, I cast Shooting Star! Beautiful. Ooh. Oh! That is a legitimate crit. That is a legitimate crit. And uh, <laughs> Thanks, magic words. The So the Shooting Star blasts forth uh, from your hands? Is that like your... Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, blasts forth from your hands. There is, you know, bright sunlight above, but the world around you explodes with prismatic colors. Everything uh, lights up in a dazzling display of different hues of the rainbow as it swirls towards this uh, bank of grass. Uh, dust and uh, sand is kicked up around it as it impacts the grass. Uh, and this uh, wild pig jumps what must be eight feet in the air, um, letting out just a... <laughs> um, and it just starts bounding and crashing over uh, this grass, and that is more than enough to have attracted the attention of a small speck in the sky that was drifting overhead. Um, and that speck grows larger and larger and larger as, yes, indeed, it is revealed to be a griffin. Uh, the griffin swoops down and snatches the pig. Um, do you plan to ambush this griffin or follow it? I thought follow. Grappling hook. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course I didn't you discuss this yeah. with no, my perfect. friends. But I like, as the, as the pig is... Is freaking out, and the griffin's getting closer and closer. Ichi's got just the biggest sparkle in the teeth grin on his face, and he's already starting to swing the grappling hook around. And uh, <laughs> as he casts it towards the griffin, he says, "All right, guys, let's go." Yeah, I think he like uh, the I'm other on two. Some Muppet Christmas Carol shit here. Yeah, I think the other two are like sort of ducked down in the grass, uh, trying to conceal themselves uh, to. You know, not appear threatening, uh, to not attract the attention of a potential predator. Yeah. And Ichi just springs out of the grass, like, sort of running and hollering and swinging that grappling hook. Uh, I am going to need you to make a strength plus dexterity roll uh, if you want to grapple this griffin. Uh, that is a critical failure. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, so one... Uh, thing that is cool everybody gets concentration right now concentration is uh something that you get whenever anybody critically fails and you can spend it uh to do different things it can grant you a plus one bonus to any sort of check result yeah con okay yeah concentration's you can plus one you can also uh you can spend either a fumble point or half of your mp to, to concentrate MP yeah uh, and you could actually do both if you have both. Cool. Oh, uh, so that's it. So you could get a plus two. If you're a technical character, like the rogue type character, like Ichi, you can get plus three if you do it, because you always have plus one to concentration. Uh, I, you probably have something great in mind, but... Oh, if you have any suggestions, I in am In terms open of the fumble, them. 
what if the griffin just really notices what's going on and decides on me instead of the pig? Yeah. Like, maybe I'm connected to it, maybe the pig's not, maybe I'm flying away and my friends need to do something. Yeah, I I really, really, really <laughs> like this. We, we cut to the griffin's vision and griffins, obviously, you know, being part eagle, have excellent eyesight. And it saw this small boy child, like, running out after the pig. Um, and I think what happens is the griffin, instead of interpreting uh, you as a, like, prey creature, it actually thinks you are a threat to its meal. It's like, okay, there's sure. a fellow apex predator there challenging <laughs> me for my food, but I can see that it is a small one. Um, so it is going to attack you. Nice. Um, I'm going to need to borrow some dice from someone. Quinn? All right. Quinn, what can flavor? You some, can you give me some D10s, Quinn? We're even, pig. We're even. Lovely. I only have two with me today because my enormous piles of D10 were left at home. <laughs> oh, that's right. You you must. I, we, we recall from the last time that we played with you, <laughs> you had more D10s than I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. It's just kind of accretion at this point. Okay. So the griffin is going to try and attack you. All right, uh, the griffin rolls pretty poorly. This is going to be an opposed roll. Um, I, I need to roll initiative, right, for how hard I am to hit? I don't think we're in initiative yet. I think this is just an opposed roll. So it, it would be... I'm, I'm pretty sure it's an opposed roll. I'm pretty sure initiative like is your armor class in this game. I know that you can switch up initiative yeah, You can re-roll it each round if yeah. you want. All right, all right, uh, roll your initiative then. Nine... Nine. Okay, so the griffin uh, crashes down towards you. You're like trying to throw your grappling hook, and uh, what one of the reasons I think this is a dangerous situation is <laughs> you were like swinging your grappling hook and kind of got distracted, and it was sort of left to drag along the grass behind you, and it actually got stuck on a root. So when the griffin got close by, you like pulled it to to flail that hook at the griffin. And it's lodged on the root, and you were stuck there, and you didn't move like quickly enough uh, with the grappling hook. The griffin's coming towards you. It swoops in, and you have to dive to the side. Um, and the griffin's like talons clash against uh, the grass and earth as it uh, picks back up to swoop around again. And now I think we actually all need to enter initiative. I think enough has been done with this griffin that... Uh, we're I would gladly roll well, again. What is what is your what was the initiative score that you uh, got? Mine was nine. Nine. Okay. Um, well, you're gonna be that until you uh, have end your this turn. Round. Okay. Meg, what about you? Uh, initiative is eight. Six. Okay. And so, what was your character's name, Quinn? June. June. That's right. Okay. So now that we are in initiative proper, we get to use the battlefield map. I love oh, hell this. Yeah. So the battlefield map works like this. There is a front area and a back area for the party and their various enemies. Um, combat works. You put characters who are vulnerable in the back area. And ideally, they never see the front lines of combat. Your bigger, tougher, stronger characters who can take a lot of hits uh, will do combat in the front area. 
the only uh, people who can uh, do damage with melee weapons are people in the front area. So if you have something like a sword or a club, you're going to be standing there. If you have a bow or you cast magic spells, uh, you can do it from the back area um, at range. Uh, every, everything like movement and whatnot is sort of, uh, sort of ethereal, uh, in this game. Um, so it's, it's not something that has a lot of concrete rules. The other fun thing about combat in this game is the object system. At the beginning of combat, I want each of you to, uh, name for me one thing that is around you. And to get a bonus in combat, a plus one bonus, you can use one of those things. So... Rob, what what is here? The pig. The pig. That's <laughs> I mean, absolutely wonderful. I- Ichi intends to ride a pig. Okay. Meg, what about you? What do you think is here? Uh, it sounds like there are a lot of uh, tree roots that stick up. Yeah. Apparently so. Gnarly tree roots. There we go. And there is a dry riverbed full of stones. Mm. Best thing about this battle map is that it's shaped like a big, beautiful, kissable egg. Yeah, you want to kiss that big, beautiful egg in Ryutama. <laughs> I think, let's see, we've got stones. I, I think there is, it's like sort of a sandy area. Like the dirt here is tough dirt that like really, really tough grass has to take root in. So there's like sort of damp sand. And I need one more. Uh, well, I mean, there were pigs hanging around here, so maybe somewhere in this damp dirt is like a big old mud wallow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. All righty. Um, so I need something to represent my griffin, and I will make that one of my dice. Here we go. So the griffin is in the front area. All right. So, what is everyone's fighting situation? Because I'm flexible in as much as I can cast shooting stars and I have a sickle. So, Momo is our attack type, but her proficiency is in unarmed and improvised. Being the older sister of many brothers, you (laughs) just sort of grab what you have on hand to be as threatening as possible. You learn how to Uh, wrestle. Exactly. There's lots of wrestling, lots of... uh, Brandishing kitchen utensils, those sorts of things. Yes, so, yes. So she has a walking stick that can possibly be used to an advantage here, but um, otherwise it's going to have to be wrestling or grabbing something off the I- ground. So Ichiro's combat style is basically entirely slingshots and hucking things. So June, you can be in the back with. Yeah, I'll with start in the back, and then I can move forward if need be. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, place something to represent yourselves on the battlefield map, please. Can I be a thing as well? Yeah, sure. Y- you can be the larger one. <laughs> yeah. So, the griffin is going to go again. Uh, the griffin rounds about and is going to take another grab at our friend Ichiro here. Um, and Griffin, uh, rolls a seven, so they're not doing spectacularly hot. Uh, again, swoops around. It's a similar situation. Uh, Ishiro this time is more prepared, um, and you can see by the look on Ichiro's face that he doesn't quite take this situation seriously yet. 
uh, which could be a dangerous thing. Uh, we see Ichiro is in front of another one of these banks of, of tall grass. Uh, he narrowly escapes this griffin as it swoops down, and we can see as it crashes into this bank of grass, there are a lot of thick, tough roots behind Ichiro that aren't even dried roots. These are roots that are still living and tough, but uh, the griffin with its razor-sharp talons swoops down into it and breaks some of those roots uh, as it once again flaps its powerful wings up uh, to circle about for another attack. Uh, Then we come to uh, first in our uh, party's initiative, um, and that is going to be it looks like Ichiro. All right. Ichiro goes through his pockets and pulls out a little glass vial full of, uh, like, soap suds and oil. Uh-huh. And throws it at the griffin. Yes. Uh, Sud that griff. Damage abstracted as feathers not working as good. <laughs> uh, that's a one. <laughs> oh. What, total? Yeah. How is that possible? You're By rolling, rolling 2d8. Rolling a two and a one and having a bow, which is abstracted oh, as throwing that's stuff, right. which is a minus two accuracy. Yeah. Um, so this, you like uh, bring out this glass vial, but I think there is like a whole community of pigs that this thing has disturbed, this whole encounter. So as you're throwing it, like uh, just a, a flood of pigs that are all squeaking and squealing and covered in mud. Uh, like waves up behind you and bumps into you, uh, causing your throw to be off the mark. In fact, the cork just comes out as my hand is jostled. The soap suds pour over me and some of the pigs, incidentally making us a little bit clean, which none of us like. No one involved in this enjoys this. Yeah, the the pigs hate it, you hate it, um, but the area is also sudsing up. It's like (laughs) this weird combination of mud and soapy suds (laughs) everywhere. Um, and we come to Momo. Uh, okay. So Momo Kiss has- that beautiful egg. Momo Meg. has got her walking stick, uh, and is at the front, and seeing, seeing Ichi in danger, jumps to wave the stick, like, kind of flail it at the griffin to just sort of shoo it away for now. Okay, so you are coming into- cl- Oh, you are the one in close range. Okay, cool. Yeah. Momo's, Momo's right there. Give me a roll for that. Okay, so uh, for <laughs> trying to figure out how this works mechanically, since it's an improvised weapon, um, and I think it's strength and dex, because it's that's that's yeah, what a, that's what a pole is. Strength and dex is typically what weapons would be, and it's not like you're holding a log or something, because that would be like strength and strength or. Something along yeah, those no. lines. It's not a walking log. James. In that same JRPG console game vein, it, it's like an enemy flies, but you can just melee attack it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, you guys are lined up. Yeah, in a exactly. line. <laughs> Meg is in the front. There are two of you in the back. It's so and good. She uh-huh. steps two steps forward, shakes a stick at it, and, and a number uh, comes out. Numbers will appear. Yeah. Well, my number is six. Six is not going to be enough to hit this griffin. Uh, Just so you guys know, this griffin's initiative is 11, meaning that it is going to be remarkably difficult to hit in this situation. Uh, It has ambushed you. You have not ambushed it. Yep. Uh, So 
It's a bad situation mm. to be in. And I'll let you think of that as this combat continues. Yes, so I do not have the rules text immediately in front of me, but I would love to quickly look at the Autumn Spell Otome Tears. Autumn Spell Otome Tears is an incredible name for like some shonen anime. So the target's eyes are filled with tears, blurring their vision, giving them a minus two penalty to accuracy checks. Yeah. I have the companion useful. spell to that, more or less, which is Briar Nonno, which you entangle one area of the combat in Briar's reducing initiative by two. Yeah, so um, it, this will last for six rounds. Mm-hmm. It will cost me four MP, and I will speak the magic words. Y- your face is possessed of structural deficiencies. <laughs> Those are the magic words I speak. Oh, no. I spake. He says that, um, and Otome tears. Uh, and God, what is what does the magic from this look like? I I sort of picture like uh, sort of pulses and waves uh, emanating off of you and like washing oh, over the Griffin. Definitely, it looks like. Um, in an anime, when you see tears starting to well up in a character's eyes, mm-hmm. it is like that forming up between my hands and then washing over this griffin. Oh, great, great. And like you can see those big Ghibli tears yes. like wibbling in right, this yeah, griffin's eyes. Yeah, wibbling and wobbling. With an inexplicable amount of highlights from unseen illumination. Yeah. There is a lot of jiggle physics in these tears. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this griffin uh, lets out a cry and uh, it sort of, fills the woods around you um, and or not woods it, it sort of fills the the, the air around you um, but you can see that there is like water streaking off this creature's face um, so it may have difficulty uh, in combat as we progress that brings us uh, let's see yeah back to the griffin itself Mine this griffin yeah this griffin has a lot of targets to go after now I think think it is still going to target Ichiro mainly. All right. Um, and boy, <laughs> howdy, uh, only rolls a two this time. Uh, this time as, as the griffin swings back around, uh, I'm going to have it land, and instead of trying to swoop down on you, it's going to take advantage of the lion part of itself and just land on the ground and spread its wings uh, to their full span and puff up its chest, and now it is trying to intimidate you uh, away. But there are so many pigs uh, just flooding through this area that very shortly after that, there are just pigs like running around its feet and whatnot, uh, making it incredibly distracted and chaotic. Um, Ichiro, it is your turn now. Uh, Ichiro will be taking a few dance-like steps backwards because he's not going to admit it, but this is actually pretty scary. Uh, and he is going to throw a stink bomb. Great. There's the flavor. Uh, 13. Absolutely Gosh. cocked. What are you talking about? The one that fell between your pages? 13. There we go. Good. <laughs> but it's an honest 13, Rob, and that's half the battle. Half the battle. Okay. So you hurl this stink bomb, and it strikes true. Um, that is six points of damage. Ooh. So I think a green-yellow gas uh, emanates uh, from this creature's chest. Um, I don't think... Uh, 
eagles have a good sense of smell, but lions absolutely do. And whatever smell fills the area is extremely disorienting for this creature. Uh, you can hear it like coughing and and this snarling sort of cry that, that that's part uh, mountain lion cry, which sounds like a human scream almost. Mountain lion cries sound buck wild. They're terrifying. They're almost as bad as goat screams. Combined oh, with gosh. a red tail hawk. Um, so it's it's a mightily impressive sound, but it's also got like those anime swirly eyes because it is just upset by what has happened to it. Okay, Momo. So we've got a riverbed of rocks nearby. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so with the griffin landed and disoriented, Momo bends to pick up some of these rocks. Hell yeah. And wants to aim for the wings if possible. Please, please do. So that's where the uh, that's where the goods are, man. So I think that's still strength index. Yes. No, that's a three. Yeah, and hey, you did use the rocks, so that stony riverbed is used up. Uh, it sails wildly over <laughs> the griffin's shoulder, even even with the four that you got because you were using the bonus from the stony riverbed. It, it's not enough. The gri- there's a lot of chaos going on, um, uh, and you can see that this griffin is like definitely uh, moving forward now at you. So not only did you miss, but you drew its attention towards yourself. Uh, Quinn. So the pigs that had run through and gotten soapy and sudsy are coming back around now. Mm -hmm. And June is going to take advantage of that by sort of trying to dive into the pack with them to obscure himself. Great. As he casts shooting star at the griffin. So it is much harder to figure out where it is actually coming from. Give us a roll. That's a 10. That's a 10. Uh, is it a plus one for using the object? It's or absolutely a plus one so for using the object. that's an 11. Uh, so this is going to strike true um, as you, I think, dive onto the back of one of these greasy pigs. One of these yeah. greasy wild hogs. These sudsy boys. Sudsy boys. <laughs> That's and you hit him with your spicy blast. Yeah, my yeah. spicy blast deals six damage. Ooh. Uh, on the back of one of these griffins, again, uh, the beautiful uh, prismatic dance of color emanates from your hand, spiraling beautifully through the air. This time, though, it's striking a living creature. It hits this griffin in the chest, um, and you can see feathers start to fly as as a huge patch of feathers in the griffin's chest uh, is blasted away by, by this strong ray of color um the griffin like stinking and uh covered in wild dancing colors uh lets out another cry it looks incredibly angry um it is going to take a swipe at our good friend momo and this one is quite the swipe so it's going to hit and it's time for the griffin to roll damage and a d8 yes sorrow this d8 that is six damage to our friend momo oh no that's six 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 damage Mm -hmm. so the griffin uh you know Rearing back, it uh, bounds forward uh, with a claw and swipes at Momo. Momo, do you have any armor or anything? No. Okay. Tell me what it looks like as this griffin slashes you. It definitely hits you. It's it's doing a fair bit of damage. Yeah, that's half of my HP. 
Uh, so yeah, I think I think Momo is still there, arm outstretched from throwing rocks when this giant griffin paw comes and gets like shoulder down arm. It's Ooh, it is ugly. That's bad. Yeah. Um. What? So yeah. Uh, with, with a screaming cry, it, it slashes its, it rakes its talons down your arm. Uh, there's definitely some blood, uh, and you are flung back into a grassy embankment. Uh, we will move on to Ichiro, who cries out inarticulately at seeing his surrogate big sister figure harmed in this way. Mm-hmm. It's really like real now. Yeah. So the next thing he throws is a legitimate ninja kunai. Ooh, it's legitimate yeah. brand kunai. He was he was saving that for someone he was mad at. The Autumn Continent, home of the legitimate ninja. <laughs> and in fact, I'll spend concentration on this because I'm, I'm real mad. Yes, that's plus one. And I will go ahead and... Well, no, I won't use MP, but it's plus two because I'm a technical fighter. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, Ten. Ten will absolutely hit. Uh, that that's is six. six. Actually, uh, did I count as having tracked this animal? Yeah, because you uh, got the So crit. seven. Okay. Dang. And actually, my last one technically should have done seven, too, but I, sn- I snows and lost. All right. Quinn, we come to you. I'm starting to run low on that MP, but I'm going to fire off another shooting star because... This this is not looking good. There's a kunai in it now. Momo's hurt. This thing needs to stop so that we can fix it because Lord knows Jun and Ichiro don't actually know what the hell they're doing. No. I almost rolled a d6 instead of a d4. That is 10. 10 is not enough to do it. Can I retroactively spend concentration? I don't know how that Or is it yeah, before? I'm not sure, but I don't think it's going to be necessary. All right, um, cool. Because you, uh, w- with the kunai strike to this griffin, uh, like kunai flings through the air and uh, hits this creature in its hindquarters. Um, uh, it like, it, it is shocked. Like the impact of the spell was like big and scary, but this is actually a sharp pain. The griffin like knows when prey is putting up too much of a fight for it to continue dealing with this. And it's going to turn tail and run away. So it flaps its wings. It falls back to the back area. Those who are ranged people do have the option of attacking it again if they so choose. Um, But if not, it will fly away. It has already let loose a large amount of feathers, as I understand. That is true. Our job is done. by the spell. Our job was feathers, not a griffin head or meat or anything. So. Indeed. Okay, but- Ichiro pulls down one eyelid and sticks his tongue out at the griffin. And yeah, the, the griffin squawks off. The pigs, like, God, this area is covered in sudsy pigs that are in turn covered in feathers. Um, there are just feathers everywhere around this area. Um, so I am going to need... Uh, uh, so, like, you are... In the chaos of, like, post this battle, uh, Momo is badly hurt. Mm -hmm. June is tired from casting so many spells. I think Ichiro is coming down from, like, part of this situation just being terrifying. Yeah. Um, And there are feathers everywhere, and you need as many as possible uh, to collect payment so that you can get a cart. All right, well... 
Um, oh, and where did you put Starfall while all this is happening? Uh, while you were tracking oh, Miss Griffin? Uh, I mean, I assume he's back at town. Okay. Cool. I think we left them with those nice men. Those, oh, okay, those, yeah, they those, can probably. Those big old armsmen seemed to uh, be clean and virtuous boys. I yeah. will remain here, awaiting yeah. shape. There is definitely a sign that Ichiro scrawled that says, please do not steal. <laughs> yes. Our friend, do don't not, steal. Do not steal our rock friend. Perfect. That would P.S. That would be mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you um, you now have these feathers to collect. I want each of you to tell me how you plan on collecting feathers. Like, what method are you going for? The pigs? Are you looking through the grass? What have you? Um, and you will need to make individual rolls for them. Okay. Uh, with my knowledge of wildlife. I am going to just inure myself to the herd, to the sounder of pigs, by wallowing in their mud wallow and finding little bits of food in it uh, for yes. them to eat and offering it to them. And uh, when they come close and eat out of my hand, I will take feathers from them. Okay, I, I think this is intellect plus spirit. Um, All right. Please commune with pigs for me. <laughs> Gladly commune with these pigs. So eight, eight, um, yeah. I, I like you. You go through. Uh, you slap yourself down in the mud, and yep. like there's one of those scenes where you are entirely covered in mud, except for your eyes. Like so, there's, there's this mud boy, <laughs> eyes open up, and they're they're like this white circle with a black dot, looking forward, and then another set of eyes that's this mud lump that is this pig. Like those eyes connect, <laughs> and the pig lets out like. A long sigh, and Ichiro lets out a sigh, and Ichiro pulls out like a a bit of dried corn and sets it before the pig. The pig's nose like twitches in the air a little bit before it uh, moves forward, uh, licking the food up from Ichiro's hands, and a bunch of other pigs come over um, to like try and get at the corn, and while they're doing that, Ichiro is plucking feathers off of their backs. Uh, Momo. So Momo is opting to pick up the feathers that have fallen onto the grass and away from the pigs. Um, mm-hmm. She's going particularly slowly, uh, partly because of her injuries, but uh, partly I think she's trying to keep an eye out if there are any useful herbs around here to help with these injuries. So uh, picking up feathers and kind of seeing what plants they were stuck to, adds them to her little her pouch, shuffles forward a little, keeps I going. So I think I need intelligence plus strength um, because for you you are doing this despite your injuries so you sort of have to be tough and push past this pain seven seven okay uh, it's not bad uh, we can see you have like wrapping a bandage around your arm as you are going about and uh, picking up feathers that you can see off uh, the ground and like the areas of uh, grass that are tufted up around you're just plucking feathers where you're dealing with this injury uh you have to pause every now and again because it does hurt quite a bit um and that brings us to june quinn what's what's june doing so june is on this journey getting ready to take over a farm he does have some farming experience from his youth and he is going to tap into that by grabbing his gloves tightening him down on his fingers, 
sticking his arms out and chasing pigs, saying, Oi, 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 <laughs> trying to, to grab them and just get a jump on them and then wrestle the feathers off. Okay, okay. If this is about pig wrestling, I need strength <laughs> plus dex. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Ah, oh, uh, ten. ten. Uh, you still get more feathers than anyone else as you... <laughs> These uh, pigs are just being wrestled down, even though they're all greased up. Uh, you're so getting uh, a you get a good deal of feathers. Um, I, I think you get like uh, each of uh, between Ichiro and Momo, they get like a half bag of feathers, and uh, the rest, like a full bag of feathers, uh, comes from June and his pig wrestling. After that, you sort of come together and, like, show your feathers to one another, and one thing strikes you. It's not something that you noticed because you were around the pigs, uh, either wrestling or communing or, you know, just being away from the situation in general. As you have these feathers together, uh, something acrid wafts up from these feather piles, something... Stinking, you might bitch. say. Oh. It's almost as if someone threw a stink bomb at oh. this griffin. And oh, no. now these feathers smell real bad. Fame oh, pop. No. Sweat drop. Oh no, Ichi. Okay, um, they they didn't say that the feathers could not smell bad. <laughs> That's true. But a good job is an earnest job and a hard job, and no one in their good mind is going to give someone stinky feathers and think that's a job well done. You're probably right. Um, so, Momo, uh, you are like a sister figure to many brothers. Um, so, smells oh, are yeah. not an uncommon experience. And I think this is a sort of situation where you might be able to gather herbs with the help of your new friends to concoct a solution that might help clean off these feathers. Okay. Yeah. I think that would work. There's um, Momo actually has a little field guide uh, with some notes in it. So flips to the appropriate pages and shows Ichi and June some pictures of some nice herbs uh, that we could maybe put in these bags of feathers, maybe put the whole bag in the river or something, kind of get, and get them washed out a bit. And Ichi and June, as she's showing this to you, you notice the injury on her arm is pretty severe. She's been putting on a brave face, but like we can see some blood coming through those bandages already. So Momo has just laid down a, a pretty good plan like, I need water from the river. I need these particular herbs. Uh, these are going to grow on the edge of the forest. This we're going to need to grab from growing nearby the river. And somewhere in these tufts of grass, there should be this. But you two are sort of looking on and just noticing, ooh, this is a bad injury. Oh, wow. Does that hurt? It, it's okay, Ichi. Well, we'll let's just finish this. Uh, and then I, I can take care of it when we go back to the village. You're bleeding pretty bad. I don't... It could get worse. Does anyone know anything about healing? It's that's, just you. That's me. <laughs> okay. Um, are you... The, I, I, I feel like you are the sort to downplay a serious injury on yourself. And yeah. you would never allow someone in your care to go out with an injury of like course. that. But for you, you're like, whatever. I'm it's, tough. It's fine. I'll walk it off. Yeah. Um, 
I I think so with with the the herb instructions to both Ichi and June, Momo might take that opportunity to look for uh, herbs that help with healing mm-hmm. instead of with smell. Now that you have have the instructions for that part, so. But that's about it. Otherwise, it's fine. We'll wait till we get back. Right. Yeah, unless there's some way I could apply my knowledge of animal husbandry <laughs> to injury treatment on human beings. I think uh, it's going to be int plus dex rolls for you guys uh, to collect these herbs and collect them in a timely fashion. Oh, that's bad. Ooh, I got a 15. Mm, okay. Uh, Holy I got shit. Four. I mean, int and dex are my things. And I rolled quite well. Uh, six. Six. Okay. So you find an herb that will help you, uh, th- th- that will help uh, resist infection. Um, like you can okay. boil it to make an unction that will resist infection. The problem is you were hoping for a better one. Yeah. The variety that you found, like you can boil it, you can make a great concoction out of it, but it stinks. And that sucks. Yeah. Meanwhile... Ichiro, like as June is sort of like gets gets uh, the journal uh, with the sketched plants uh, that Momo gave to him, and sort of looks at it puzzled a little bit, like wanders around, and I just think picks up entirely the wrong plant. It's like, Aww. yeah, a hundred percent. This is a plant. Yeah, um, it's got leaves on it, right? Meanwhile, Ichiro just like looked at that and like immediately memorized the page and is dashing about from bush to bush, from riverbank to riverbank to the edge of the forest to scrape the proper mushrooms and whatnot. I feel like Ichiro works smarter, not harder, too. He once he's got an appreciable amount of the stuff, he goes and reconnects with the pig that he first fed corn to yes, and has it smell at the herb mm-hmm. and sends it off to go smell out more of them because pigs are super, super good at this. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, so I end up riding on the back of this pig who just points out herb after herb after herb in a little JRPG mini game. I Yeah, I think um, you come back with uh, not just the herbs that you needed, but uh, I'm, I'm going to say 50 gold worth of other herbs. Uh, <laughs> That that could be sold or used in some other way. Um, so yeah, it uh, takes you guys about half an hour. Um, in that time, like you, you've started to bleed more, um, but you took advantage of that to uh, start a small fire. Um, I think I think there is this rad boiler that you have. That is also a lantern. So there's a lantern part mm. with a flame in it, like a torch flame in it. Uh, and there's a, a small boiler for medicines that you sort of like hang cool. above the lantern. Nice. Um, and that in turn hangs from the end of a walking stick. Mm. So you've got that slung over your non-injured shoulder and you're just yeah. sort of waiting for that uh, that like uh, leaf to boil up so that you have something for your injury. Um, meanwhile, June is like, is this it? And you're like, no. Is this it? No. At one point, I'm literally just holding out like a couple roots and a handful of dirt. Like, <laughs> yeah. Is that, that one is yeah. that it? No. That's, I got oh. a rock. <laughs> um, Ichiro, so however, re- returns on the back of a pig, holding a pile of herbs so large that it obscures him from you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think. Beautiful. Yeah, and you're you're like that's exactly what we need. 
So now uh, you guys have like uh, the half a day's journey back towards the town and civilization. Meg, I need you to make some sort of medical check on yourself uh, yes. as you are heading back. Yes. So I do have uh, healing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is intelligence plus plus spirit, and I needed an herb, which I found, mm-hmm. which is good. So. So that's a nine total, and okay. it does. I think that's what it heals, actually. Oh, shit. Wow. Target, target character recovers HP equals to the result of an int, uh, intelligence plus spirit. That During combat, recover only crazy. intelligence. Okay, yeah. So it just wow. costs it costs a healing herb, which I guess they're just a little hard to get. So yeah, okay. You, you can try to get them, I think, every day. I mean, and you we were can... going to try and sell those healing herbs, yeah. and you had to use them instead. That, that seems like... That seems like a good trade-off to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, it happens. Um, so she's, yeah, over the course of this journey, applying whatever concoction she's created yeah. or a- after drinking. After it is, like, boiled up, yeah. I-, I think uh, you take that, uh, you, you mush that up into, like, mm-hmm. kind of a paste. Uh, you have to spread it over the injury. It, it stings a lot. Yeah. Um, and you bind it tight. Uh, with bandages but like after that like you flex and I think it, it dulls nice. uh, like after the stinging I think it dulls like some of the pain too mm-hmm. um, and it will heal up incredibly quickly when it burns you know it's working exactly mm. um, slowly burning itself shut yeah, yeah. It, it's it's gross and scary but also also it turns out fine um, in a fanciful pastoral kind of way. Oh, sure. Yeah. Before the sun sets, uh, your group uh, with two bags of feathers, uh, a huge bundle of herbs, and a pig, I think? I mean, I think <laughs> we sort of start journeying, and then we see that this pig is following us. And I look up at June and Momo with the biggest puppy dog eyes about it. Well, um, if he can keep up, yeah, I, I, I forget you're you're the farmer type, right? Yeah, I Can't mean, you I just have own animals. Yeah, animal owner is a skill. I can own up to three animals. Great for the All price right. of one. Uh, so hey, guess what? Your group now owns an animal because. Although Ichiro bonded with it to attract it, I think June actually knows how to take care of it. Yeah, this is the things where the kid thinks that he can handle having a dog and the parents end up taking care of it. Yep. June, do you promise to... Do you promise... uh, I called you June. That's my name, isn't it? (laughs) Yep, June promises to do everything for the pig. You got it. Now, Ichi, you're playing these mind tricks with me again. (laughs) Uh, Do you promise that you're going to feed it and you're going to clean up after it? Yes, I will feed it. You're gonna make sure that before you go to beat it, not you're gonna put him away. Uh, I will be. You gotta put him back the in the kennel. Mm. I will sleep in the kennel. That's mm. fine. What? Pigs are warm. They warm, but look, kid, you've already got a stink about you. <laughs> it's not gonna help that. Yeah, but it's not gonna make it worse. <laughs> Have I ever smelled okay? No, I I can't control. I'm... Can you help? Can you, can you pick me up here? I'm I am alarmed at at the logical defense he is making right now. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, he's he's outgamed me. I've got nothing left. <laughs> There's I, literally nothing I left. I think we I can... have to let him sleep with a pig. I'm squishing uh, Butaro's cheeks and like oh, dancing Butaro. back and forth. <laughs> um. So as as the sun is setting, like you 
approach uh, these loggers. Uh, the loggers, you know, they, they have those headbands tied around them. Uh, oh, yeah. Tied around their heads. Like all Hell of yeah. the sexiest characters from Harvest Moon games. And when you come back, uh, you find that Starfall also has a headband tied around Yes. Her. Greetings, friends. Oh, boy. And, sh- and future shapers. I have learned much about manhood. Oh. It's good. Hopefully, you learn the good stuff. Yes, I have learned about hard work and adult responsibilities. Good, good. You could have learned some bad lessons here, and I'm glad you didn't take them away. <laughs> meanwhile, like meanwhile, the uh, two logger carpenters head over to you guys. Well, kids, it looks like you've done good work collecting feathers. They go over to to check them out. They open the bags and they sniff and go. Oh, never mind. What is this? No, no, no. I can fix it. I can fix it. And I, I think there is a scene where uh, I would like uh, each uh, Momo and Ichiro to contribute a die uh, to making this uh, solution that you are going to use to clean the feathers. Um, and just tell me which stat you would prefer to use and how you are contributing that stat. Leaving um, June out of this is objectively yeah. the proper choice. Oh, I figure they were the two who knew how to do it. Yeah, no, I, I know nothing about this. I'm I'm making sure the pig's safe. You're, you're happy to ride the bench vis-a-vis Earth. I think I think point, if you want, so. I can uh, take from you, June, um, an intelligence uh, plus dexterity roll to uh, take a look at the cart and see if you can rig up a pig harness to it. Ooh, hell yeah. That's cool. Uh, Momo is going to contribute intelligence. This is a, a solution. Oh, wow. Uh, we'll, 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 yeah. we'll, I, I will come to this after <laughs> after you uh, yes. talk about your solution here. Yeah, this oh. is a solution that Momo has had to make before, mm-hmm. uh, and and pretty much knows the recipe by heart. So uh, th- you know this amount of this herbs and mix it with this, and then we can put the, sure. the feathers in through here. And if you do it this way, then you won't lose any down the river, and you know that sort of thing. And so each year will probably contribute dexterity to the actual mixing and taking on and off of heat and maybe doing some like crazy cocktail layering in this thing to just make it come out right. Beautiful. Each roll your contribution. That's a six. Also a six. That's also a six. That's a critical success, you guys. Yeah. Um so you like the uh the these two logger carpenters Watch on in amazement uh, as you sort of lay out uh, a couple different pots. You bring out your tea burner um, and Ichiro like uh, makes the right mixture of herbs. I I think the uh, main sort of like scent uh, part of this concoction is is spring mint and lavender that's like mixed together. It it just smells very cool and pleasant. But it is on top of uh, this oil that you are wringing out of a boiled root um, uh, that sort of uh, goes over the feathers like they retain their springiness. It's not wetted down uh, the way they would be um, uh, if you were to just wash them off in water. Because like if you were using this for a pillow, that would ruin the feathers. That would ruin the down. Um, but like you managed to get this oil on them. And I think the second step of this, which makes it really cool and something that Ichiro sort of suggested um, that you hadn't considered before, Momo, 
is that you could steam them afterwards. Um, and the steam sort of helps the oil melt off while the feather still retains its shape. And at the end, they are beautifully pleasant smelling uh, feathers uh, that both of uh, these loggers like were sort of squatted down around it. And, you know, they look at each other surprised and they look at you kids and they both laugh simultaneously. Um and uh, slap you on the back of like, job well done. Um, they grab the feathers and they present you uh, with this cart. Uh, this cart that they have made especially for you. Um, you can see on the side of it, it not, not only is it just fine wood crafting, but on the side of it, there is the Starfall. It's, it's like, I think it's the Wandering Stars um, is what they have like carved into the side of it. And they've done very good like wood burning work with it. And it's lacquered beautifully. Wow. And we turn over to June, who during this whole scientific display was hard at work uh, making something. Yeah, so I've been concocting a pig harness, and I also rolled a critical. I rolled a 10, I rolled a 6, and a 4. So not only have I made a pig harness, but one of my favorite aesthetics in these sorts of stories, like almost any time in a Legend of Zelda game you come across Beetle or someone, like those people who have these like musical processions that are a part of their um, mm -hmm. their entourage. So it is set up so that the pig will pull it, and every time he like lurches forward, like little drums start beating, and like <laughs> there's like strings and chimes. So there's like this he's like music a music box. Yes, yeah. Exactly. There's a musical procession that is now created when Butaro walks along with the cart. This is like the cutest version of that part of Mad Max. And also, I think yes, <laughs> June June has also like managed to dust off a lot of like the mud and feathers and whatnot, like the the bad dirt that was caked around Butaro. What does Butaro look like? I think he's definitely one of those spotty pigs. Yeah. Uh, maybe with a patch over his eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like white, like white and pinkish underneath it, with like brown spots. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful, and He's like fuzzy, like yeah. a wild pig. So like fuzzy, if like fuzzy and soft in some areas, but like with thick Bristly, coarse hairs yeah. in others. Along his back, and I, I think this is like an adolescent pig. This mm -hmm. pig has not yet reached adulthood. Just like us. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that probably your harness has managed to incorporate some light wooden decorative barding with it mm -hmm. that has some something super rad about it. Uh, it definitely makes Butaro look surprisingly regal. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, with, with that, uh, like th this harness fits beautifully with this uh, cart that they have fashioned for you. And Starfall is laid into the cart, um, surrounded in a blanket, and like you, you hook up Butaro, and Butaro is strong enough to move it. Um, and the, you can see uh, the the musical procession device like start to work um, as Butaro is like casually walking around pulling what would be this incredibly heavy hunk of iron. And the carpenters are you know again tremendously impressed by the by the resourcefulness of, of your group, and they insist that that night. Uh, you share dinner with them and that you uh, stay in uh, like on, on the living room floor of their homes and their own children like uh, sort of 
talk and share stories with you. Uh, you talk about your adventures and what it's like in other continents, and they tell you uh, stories of the woods, and you share a hearty stew together, and it is a fabulous night um, that is drawing to a close. I'm going to say it's around nine o'clock. The star, the, the sky is full of stars. Um, you are about to head inside uh, to finish your evening, um, but there is a moment where we see your group, uh, all of you, uh, Starfall included, are looking up at the sky. I, well, one thing that I can definitely invoke about this scene um, is my tale of nostalgia. Uh, I think in the background, uh, there mm. is... A, like actually you're on the edge of the woods yeah that's right that's right this is this is actually perfect mm. you guys are on the edge of the woods looking up at the sky the hut uh of these uh carpenter loggers is in the background uh you can see the warm glow of the fire emanating from there but you're just taking a minute to appreciate the beauty of the stars when in the woods uh you see movement, and with a faint green glow, you see the most beautiful deer that you have ever seen. This is a thousand-pointed stag. It's got antlers that come off and branch off in a seemingly infinite array, uh, and, and cascading from it is this green glow. It makes eye contact with you all for one second, and then dashes off with effortless grace into the woods. Wow. I mean, you know, I always thought when my parents said that I needed to be a farmer that 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 was dumb and that adventuring was better, and now I know for sure that I'm right. It's funny because when I looked at it, I was reminded about all the stories my grandpa used to tell us about the spring continent. It feels right that I'm here. I'm glad I'm doing this with you. Mine feels a little more self-centered now. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, necessarily. Uh, but I think I think that's a promise that we're going to have a great adventure. And we sort of look up the stars again for a bit and pull back as the three of you stand up and head inside. We then cut to the next morning where your pig cart is loaded up. Your packs have been refilled with rations by, once again, this generous family of loggers and carpenters. There's a trail that follows alongside the river where the rafts uh, move up and down. And the family of loggers is, is waving goodbye. And uh, we see you guys take off down the road. And once again, like we're pulling back as you guys are starting to make your way down the road. I think Ichiro is like sort of skipping ahead of the group. We've got June who is attentively making sure everything fits on this new harness. And we've got Momo sketching the different herbs and flowers that she sees along the way. And we pull back and uh, once again, we see this stag. Uh, that's looking at you from over the tall grass and light starts to glow from it uh, and it slowly shifts form to be a humanoid creature uh, that has horns protruding from its forehead and it has in its hand a book. Um, it flips through the book 
and forms uh, in its hand as it uh, forms the motion for writing. A glowing quill appears in its hand and it writes down something and closes the book. And that is the end of our adventure for now. Thank you guys so much. Man, what a delight. What a delightful, delightful game. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry, we'll be back next week with the start of our Neo Year celebration. This year, One Shot will be celebrating our holiday season by crossing over with our own Neo Scum podcast. We'll be bringing you a special prequel episode of the Neo Scum, a look at the Shadowrun 5th edition role-playing game, and we'll be helping all of our listeners prepare for the impending cyberpunk dystopia that we're all headed towards. Before we get going, I want to thank everyone who backed A Woman with Hollow Eyes. Thanks to you, the project was a success and will be broadcasting through 2018. I also want to take a moment to congratulate the Warda podcast for officially joining the One Shot Network. For those who don't know, Warda is an original fantasy actual play created by Ali Grauer and Drew Merzieski. It's one part Game of Thrones and two parts Downton Abbey, served on the rocks with a twist of Agatha Christie. If you missed Warda when we were streaming it, be sure to look up the podcast feed at W. A-R-D-A. If you're looking for other great game-related shows, check out Modifier. Modifier is an interview podcast with host Megan Dornbrock that's changing the game when it comes to changing games. Designers of every level are invited to discuss what prompted them to hack a game, the kind of play experience they seek to create, and the types of stories they're hoping to tell. As always, we end one shot with a call to action, and once again, I have to talk about net neutrality. Recently, the FCC voted to roll back Title II protections for the internet as a public utility. Thankfully, the FCC's vote does not signal the end of the fight for an open internet. There are plenty of opportunities for lawmakers to intervene and keep Title II protections in place. So far, 17 state attorney generals have launched a legal challenge to the FCC decision. Congress has an opportunity to intervene using the Congressional Review Act to reverse the decision. Of course, the only way for either of these methods to save net neutrality is with strong public support. You can help by contacting your representatives, either calling your state's attorney general's office to urge them to legally challenge this decision, or call your local congressperson to let them know you want them to use the Congressional Review Act. When I make my calls, I use a site called fivecalls.org. That provides me a summary of issues, contact information from my representatives, and a script to read while I'm on the phone to make sure I stay on message. Calling is one of the quickest, easiest ways you can have an impact on issues that you care about. For more information, go to fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. OneShot is a proud partner in the Chicago Podcast Co-op. If you're an advertiser looking to reach an engaged Chicago audience, be sure to contact the co-op about advertising opportunities. And if you're a listener who wants to find a new show, check out Improvised Star Trek. Improvised Star Trek is an improvised parody of Star Trek featuring the adventures of the crew of the USS Sisyphus, a slightly less enterprising starship. As always, a big thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend about the show. You can also leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. If you want to hear more from the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. Check out our Tumblr at OneShotPodcast.tumblr.com. Check out our Google Plus community. Or look for news on the site at oneshotpodcast.com. 
If you're looking to inquire about advertising rates, live appearances, and commissioning episodes, or you have a question or comment about something you heard on the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. One Shot is a joint production between Peaches and Hot Sauce and Paracosm Press. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great podcasts, videos, and live shows for you to check out at peachesandhotsauce.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes! Okay.